danger. It's danger. Everybody come to the breakfast club. I call this the hot seat. <laughs> You're wild. You're wild. Can I live? You are out of control. I can't even deal with you. Y'all are so petty. Why are y'all so petty? The world's most dangerous morning show. DJ Envy. Captain of this bitch. Angela Yee. I stay in everybody's business, but in a good way. Charlemagne the God. The ruler rubbing you the wrong way. The Breakfast Club. Ain't for everybody. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So, so you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? This is Cognac Jack calling from Detroit. What's up, bro? What up, dog? What I up, dog? I want to my chest. I'm mad at Uh-oh. They messed my data up. My daughter came and go on YouTube. Oh, they cut the internet off. I was, the internet worked a little bit. I was trying to, you know, black men don't cheat. What's up, Charlie May? Black men don't cheat. Hey, question, do you love the D? Well, yeah, I love the D, but I don't know what D you're talking about. <laughs> what do you mean? Why you got to add something to it? Why I'm talking about Detroit? <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'm saying. Hey, I be trying to go on Pornhub. It don't work either. So, you know. I mean, that's, that's kind of hard for a brother. You know what I'm saying? You, are you more concerned about Pornhub or your daughter using the, the YouTube to watch her cartoons, bro? Or like both. Like both yeah, both of y'all got to be entertained. I understand. Go. Goodbye, man. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, who's this? It's John calling from Dave. What's poppin'? John, what's up? Get it off morning, your chest. Good morning. Morning. Morning, man. There's a lot going on. I'm feeling real depressed this morning. I've been feeling, the, you know, depression is real, you know. I yes, it is. You know, I, t- I listen to your radio station, but I don't never really hear touch base on depression. You, you know, out your goddamn mind. I got a T. Look at my shirt, Steve. What my shirt yeah, say? Anybody even ask you to say something yet. What did my shirt say, Steve? Depression. Okay, and and you know it says depression, but also it has uh, press on highlighted. So even though you're depressed, you got to press on, my brother. We talk about depression okay, all the time. Okay, I never really heard y'all talk about. Depression. We talk about it all the what time. What do you think? Man. What, do you, what do you think the mental health conversations are about? Anxiety, depression, PTSD. What ways you think you can cope with it? Huh? What ways do they cope with it? I mean, I go to therapy. Uh, I do meditation. Um, I, I use CBD. Okay, thank you, man. That's what I want to know about. Like, it's it's hard, you know. Life is hard, and depression is one of the big things killing people. Yesterday, I would tell you to start with therapy, though. Yeah, you I think, should go see somebody, brother. Yeah, a lot of times when you're depressed, you just need somebody to talk to. I would go see a therapist, my brother. Okay, I appreciate you. Mm-hmm. All right, man. All right. Hey. Hello, who's this? Hello? It's somebody who's doing breathing. It's uh, Tim Ryan. It's my guy, Tim Ryan. It's Congressman Tim Ryan. Hello? He is Morato. Oh, shoot. Morato. Damn, de- delayed response. That's a, that's a very original name. I've never heard that before. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Angola, Africa. Africa. All right. Africa. Wow. All right. The motherland. What's happening? Get it off your chest. Good morning. All right. Good morning, DJ Angie. Good morning, Charlemagne the God. What's up, King? Good How are you? Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning. Nice yeah, it's a very long distance call. I might spend here $100 just to make this call. Uh, I just want to. I just want to say that this 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 show is amazing. Um, you guys are doing an incredible job, and I listen to you every day in my Apple podcast. And I don't even know if the program was live. I just called. Okay. Some positivity. Yeah, we. What you guys doing? And keep inspiring us uh, all. What time is it in Africa right now in Angola? What time is it? It's eleven sixteen. Okay. P.M. or A.M. A.M. Okay. All right. Good to talk to you, brother. Hello, who's this? Yeah, this is Tori calling out of Pittsburgh. Hey, Tori, what's up, man? Get it off your chest. What's up, Tori? 
uh, wanted to get off my chest. I uh, originally wanted to talk about DJ Envy and Charlemagne always talking about butt, two 40-year-old men talking about butt, but more importantly... Um, <laughs> you don't have a butt, sir? Ass. What's more important than that? Yeah, yeah. What's more important than butt? You don't have a butt, sir? More, no. What's more important is Goose Creek, uh, South Carolina. 843, what's happening? No, nah, I'm not from there, but my daughter lives there. <laughs> <laughs> relax. He what? <laughs> he said relax. <laughs> My daughter's right next door in Alwyn, South Carolina, um, right down the street from Mount Pleasant. Um, they're doing the same thing in Alwyn, dogs they're doing here in Pittsburgh. They're taking all of our real estate from us. You know, we grew up in the neighborhood. The city real estate is hot right now, and not enough blacks are buying. They're buying it up from us and moving us out to the far ends of the city. Mm-hmm. And me, myself, I'm in, I'm in real estate. My brother's in real estate. Airbnb Dave is his Instagram. Uh, built for bills is his YouTube, but DJ Envy, we need your help, bro. Why are you not buying land? Yeah, that, yeah, that, that's the thing. Buy land, buy property. DJ Envy, we need you, bro. Um, <laughs> we're definitely going. We need you, man. Um, Bring your butt. You can help us if you can help us. We'll drive. We'll come to a seminar. You tell us what to do. We'll be there. Oh, you don't. He don't know how to buy it. Is what he's oh, saying. Oh, okay. All right. Um, the no, next. No, no. We're, we're buying. We're just not buying it fast enough. Okay, I mean, it's just a matter of, of educating the people around you and teaching them how, making sure their credit is good, making sure they can get the conventional lending and all that other stuff. Uh, we haven't looked at Indiana yet. Maybe we'll, we'll put Indiana on the map, bro. We're all from Pittsburgh, PA, man, home of the Steelers. You want to talk about booty now? Because I want to... Man, I want y'all to stop talking, stop talking about it so much. Listen, I want, you to Google, I want you to Google Fleece Johnson when you get a chance, okay? <laughs> F-L-E-E-C-E Johnson, a.k.a. the booty warrior, Okay. <laughs> What is that? What is that? Some type of fetish on Nah, just Google, just just Google Fleece Johnson and make sure you watch the Boondocks episode, A Date with the Booty Warrior, season three, episode nine. Now you got another forty-year-old man talking about butts, six o'clock in the morning. You the one that called the bit talking about butts. I just want to point you in the right direction of the booty, bro. All right, have a good one. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up, wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hello? Hey, it's Carlos. Hey, Carlos, get it off your chest, bro. Man, what I want to say is that I, I, I'm a, a landscaper for a company, and uh, I was letting this girl cross the street with her baby, and one of the uh, UPS drivers verbally assaulted me, man, called me a n***, called me all out my name. I reported it to a lady named Jen, which is the supervisor. Four weeks later, they did nothing about it. What did you say to him when he called you a n***? What's wrong with your lips? What's wrong with my lips? They ain't big as yours, Julemaine the Charlemagne the Frog. Why you ain't call? Why you ain't? Why you ain't? Why you when he called you a n***? Why you ain't say shut your crack ass, crack ass up? I, I can't be stupid like that, man. We got to live better than that. I try to talk to him like a man. Why? He don't look at you as a man. He actually looks at you as three fifths of a human being. Well, that's the way maybe you look at it like that. I went to a supervisor to try to get him fired. Well, that was good, too. But because one person acts stupid, now everybody in the world can't act stupid. That's how people get shot for no reason. You right. What if he had a pistol in his car? And I guess he a shot because I'm running up the car because I'm like, oh, and he called me a n***. No, you, you yeah, can't. Yeah, I, ain't like tell you, I ain't tell you to run up to his car, but when he scream, call you a n***, you say shut your crack ass, crack ass up. <laughs> that ain't, I ain't tell you to run up to his car. I ain't say all that. You but silly, they... Mr. Charlemagne the Frog. You being silly, so stop that. All right. All right, man. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I'm being morning. silly, I guess. Then, 
Hello? <laughs> hey, what's going on, Charlemagne? Good morning. How are you, sir? Hey, what's happening, good morning, man. I was at I was at USP Edgefield when you were on Wendy Williams show, man. Come on, man. I, I remember you, man. Is that a jail? Hey, I'm just okay. Saying, yes, yes. Well, I did 188 months in the Fed. First time. Damn. Ever. Well, welcome and home. I did from Yes, sir. I did from 99 to 2014. Damn. And then from 2014 to two weeks ago, a supervised release. I had to do 60 months of supervised release. Wow. So, Lord have mercy. What did you do? Yeah, I couldn't even, I couldn't even call a person like you. If I called you, I would have got violated on my supervised release. No, but what did you do? Crazy. What did you do, bro? Man, I'm going to be honest with you. I sold some guns to somebody. They robbed the bank. And guess what? They introduced me to an undercover and I sold him 900 pounds of marijuana. And guess what? That's what they got me on and they banned me. Guns and marijuana. So and why you don't write a rap album? I mean, I mean, it is what it is, you know. I mean, I had to wear it. I had to do my time. And I remember when you were just listening to, uh, I mean, you were on Wendy Williams' show for like four hours. I was in Edgewood, South Carolina. Yes, and sir. it was crazy because and honestly, I could not call a radio station while I was on papers. Well, you still I had to do six. Was something he said back then is still on your mind? Because you know we've been in Breakfast Club for ten years. So what did he say fifteen years ago that you still with right now? Man, I'm gonna be honest with you. You went off on was it Crazy Bone? Or, <laughs> or, uh, I can't believe it. Hold up, man. It was, <laughs> hey, it was. Uh, Flavor Flav. That's all I'm going to say. They're, they're, that is One of the bones. Bro, you know that's 17 years ago, bro. Right you got to let it go. That was 17 I don't think years I, ago. I don't think I ever went off on one of the bones, but I will say this. Uh, I, I appreciate your enthusiasm because I can tell that you took you missed doing regular things like just picking up the phone to call a radio station, so you're really appreciative yeah. to be able to do that now. Man, I, and I, I'm going to be honest with you. You know, on this Twitter thing and all these other things, man, <laughs> I've just been... Clout chasing, doing everything what everybody else does, right? Oh boy. But I'm just seeing how the the I'm gonna be honest with you, man. Why do you keep saying you're gonna be honest? What are you lying about? That, that's what huh? he said before he was locked up. Let him go, Charlemagne. Okay, when it comes to this judicial reform that Meek Mill is, and, and a lot of these guys are pay, putting their platform on, a lot of that stuff is not practical, like the things that they're making out to be. I mean, there's a lot of people right now in there that there's they could make a bigger impact if they were more practical and took their self out the picture a little bit more and just pick random, just pick random people in there. I mean, there's a lot of random people in there right what? now that if you took yourself out the platform, with, I mean, it's hard for people to see why. How did you get ten years papers and you're complaining about it? But there's certain people that are doing thirty years. Behind that same thing you got 10 years papers well, for. Well, you hold, oh, you know, hold on, brother. It sounds like this is a conversation you want to have with Charlamagne. You hold on. I'll give you Charlamagne's number. I ain't got, I ain't got no. He got to catch up. There's a lot of things he got to catch up on. Hold on, man. He got There's a lot of things he got to catch up on. He's been listening to you 20 years ago. And I appreciate that. You know you what I'm gotta, saying? I, pre I, I, I appreciate that I've been doing radio that long, and there's been people that's been listening to me that long. But I appreciate You got to fill him in, Charlamagne. Since 20 years ago, I'm sure he got baggy jeans and a beeper still. So you just got to help him out. That Twitter thing. <laughs> that, tw that Twitter tell him, thing. Tell him hit me up on that Twitter thing. <laughs> My goodness. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. 
is DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Word. Cash Doll. What's good? What up, doll? What up, doll? I'm in this. Hey, y'all know I love me some Cash Doll. <laughs> I say it all the time. And this is timing because we've been trying to get Cash Doll to come up here for the longest, but the album stacked. It's on its way. Why you been Finally. ducking us, Cash Doll? I ain't been ducking y'all. Oh, okay. I've been ready. Damn right. <laughs> I'm ready. I stay ready. No, but you, we did have a conversation, and she did want to make sure when she came up here it that was- I was promoting something because before, you know, I, I really wasn't promoting nothing because I couldn't even release music. So it was like. Why couldn't you release music? Because I was stuck in a contract. Mm-hmm. So well, let's talk about that. Well, you were stuck yeah. in a contract, signed a bad deal, couldn't get out. You waited to get out. Yeah, I did. It was two years. Mm-hmm. Jeez, how and, and how did you finally get out of that deal? I had to pay a bank. Yep, you got to pay. What and happened? I, who, was the, who was the label? Uh, some local sh**. Oh, got you, got you. Yeah. Got you. Um, you I think legally you can't even really say their... Yeah, I can't even say their name legally. I don't even want to. I'm over it. Yeah. I found peace in the situation. It was f***ed up, though. Because <laughs> it was... <laughs> No, it was really fucked up because it was like I was releasing music and it'll seem like, okay, it's about to happen for Cash Doll and then it's gone. They pull it off the YouTube and it's, streams and I'm all I'm talking about they even took it off Facebook. Like, it was nowhere. Like, I couldn't put music nowhere. I wonder why, though, especially if they was making money off they, it. That's the thing. It, it had to be more than just the money. It'd be petty, it, spiting it was, you. It was spiteful mm-hmm. to me, you know? But it's cool because... I learned a lot that I didn't know because I didn't know the business of this is a this is a fucking business. That yes, was your first you know what I mean? So now I know the business mm-hmm. going through court and going through all that shit. I'm like, oh, all right. How much, and you how much did you have to pay back? Oh. <laughs> I said it in the KD diary. <laughs> Damn near half a ticket. I had to come what? out total. Wow. From a local label, they were putting that kind of money out? It was they didn't. It was all of it's just for finesse. How much did they give you to sign? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> They owe me. Well, you learned you learned the lesson <laughs> about yeah. God too. Nothing can stop what God has planned for. Exactly, a person. exactly, and that's what I. You know what? Like, because if I didn't have, and it, it learned me, it, it taught me how to surround myself with the right people because mm-hmm. I could have, I could have went crazy, right? But I needed those people around me to keep my spirits up and keep me going. Because you know how, like, when you, when you get your heart broken, that feeling, it's like I felt like that for every day for two years. Right. Like waking up, like, uh, I can't do nothing. I can't put out nothing I love. This is my passion. Yeah. It was the worst feeling and Mary ever. And Mary like, don't make it feel better because it's not a heartbreak like that. It ain't that type of because yeah, there's nothing yeah, yeah. you can do about mm-hmm. it. You, it's nothing you can do about it. You put out something, it's going to get taken down. You know, it's just f***ed up. So you signed Local, independent, don't matter? Yeah, I, I signed a new deal. I'm with Republic, yeah. Now, you didn't stay, why, why didn't you stay independent after dealing with the label process and all that stuff before I say, you know what, I'll just do this myself? No, because they have my back and... I wanted to, uh, like, because I'm doing it myself. I had that time when I first came out, like, in 2014. I had that me time, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I need a little you structure. Want a team. I, need, I need a structure. I need stability. I need a team. And I was just ready to go to the next level. They, they Even though it was, like, so many other labels reaching, reaching out to sign me, it's like they, they stuck by my side. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They even helped me. Mm-hmm out the situation so I was like alright alright we got more with Cash Dog when we come back it's The Breakfast Club good morning The Breakfast Club Cash Dog let's flash back to when we sat down and had that conversation on lip service about confidence and how being an exotic dancer actually gave you the confidence you needed to get on stage and actually be a rapper oh yeah yeah cause I was like I wasn't too sure of myself Mm-hmm. I wasn't too sure I used to even growing up and, sh- and stuff like that like but then how'd you get first, exotic dancing that takes a lot I want, of confidence. I wanted that cheese. That cheddar. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I had to get out. I had end up having to move back with my mom. I had to help my mom and my sister and brothers. I'm the oldest of six, so I'm like, 
I got to get this cheese. Like, you know, I always been that one because I was like, I had three jobs at one time. Like, mm-hmm. I worked at Better Made, Chip Factory, Little Caesars, and Best Buy. One time. <laughs> Damn. I like money. You was hustling. Right. And I like, exp- I like nice things. It's something that I, it's in me. Right. I can't help thing, it. I feel like, too. You know, Detroit, we love all that stuff. The furs, furs and the gators yeah. and the, mm-hmm. the Cartier glasses, all the jewelry. That's what we, I genuinely like this. Mm-hmm. So I worked for it. You know Did what I mean? Take you so, seriously at first when you transitioned into music? No. Detroit gave me the hardest time ever. It, well, why, you know what? I'm not going to say the whole Detroit. It was 50-50. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was like the kids and all, they loved me. Mm-hmm. But the older people around my age, they just was like, no, she's just a stripper, nothing else. She would never be more, this and that, and that, that. I'm talking about, I used to wow. go, like schools used to have me come perform and uh, like they used to be like, why is she up there with kids and she used to be a stripper and then nah, 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 she ain't gonna never mm. be shitting. Oh, they used to clown the fuck out of me. I'm mm. talking about, I used to hurt my face. I used to be crying. Mm. I used to be crying No Detroit gave me hell. Right. What's you the first? I can't think of no, who, what female rappers came out of Detroit? Loaf? Days oh, days, yeah. yeah. I remember yeah, Boss yeah, yeah, back yeah. in the day. Wasn't oh, Boss? Boss was in Detroit? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah, oh, she was wow. in Detroit. Yeah. Was the studio. Who was the first time you, where you knew you could rap? When I went to the studio. The first time I was in the studio, you know Dex Osama? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. That was my ex-boyfriend, right? Mm-hmm. So I used to dance, and this used to pay me like $1,500 to stay home. He used to hate that. He used to be like, no, nah, you staying home. And I used to stay home sometimes. And then this one time we was in the car, I was like, man, you know what? What I really want to do? He's like, well, I'm like, I want to be a rapper. He like, we in a car, right? He stopped like, hey, you can do that shit. Uh, you, oh, you fine as fuck. You got a chain already. <laughs> <laughs> so, you already you got, got a chain. chain. <laughs> you got a car. You got a chain already. Everybody already love you. You be singing in the shower. <laughs> hey, you can do that shit. We going to the studio tonight. I'm like, hell yeah, we going to the studio. I can't do that shit, right? So mm-hmm. I'm like, right, I can't do. We go to the studio and we argue the whole time. Why? Because that's when I knew that that's really what I love. Because when you're passionate about something, you can't cut off and t- cut me off. Mm-hmm. Tell me what to do. Tell me what not to do. You can't do that to me. He was trying to write your Let head. me do. Yeah, he was just, no, you should say this. And you got to get louder. Even though he was right, mm-hmm. it's like, I felt like, you know, like when you're passionate about something, you're doing it. Let me do me first mm-hmm. and then critique it. Don't mm-hmm. critique it as I go because now I don't know how I like it. Yeah, you got to let, your, cre- you gotta let right. your creativity just come out and yeah. then we build from there. But yeah, he just so, cared yeah. so much, I'm sure. He cared so. a lot and he was so happy because after we were done, we was happy after that. After we were done, we got along. Right. And we got in the car and he played it. He like, you hear you? He like, you, <laughs> you hear you? Yeah. <laughs> you hear you? <laughs> I hear me. I'm sweet as fuck. I'm like, you heard that part? He like, put that on your Instagram. I'm like, I'm doing it. So what was Dex? Dex was your boyfriend at the time? Yeah, he was my boyfriend at the time. So how Y'all did... not together no more? No, he passed away. Oh, in man. In 2015. Yeah, how did that it. affect you when that happened? It, it 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 hurt me a lot because, you know, we ha- we we didn't like each other when it when it happened. Mm. You know, oh, just right. I, that's tough. I, I left him alone um when he when he got when he passed away cuz he got a little possessive. Mm-hmm. You know, and I couldn't take that. I I ain't having none of that. So, I um I moved. I gave his mom money for him while he was in there to make sure he was straight, and I, I just cut all ties. Right. So when he got out, it was like he was kind of mad, and, you know, he had, like, this... Resentment? Yeah, and I just had to do what was best for me, though, because it was only going to get worse. And, um, shoot, he hated me. We were online. He, used to, he was one of the people that was talking about me. Really? Yeah. He was just hurt, though. You had to yeah, he was that. hurt. He was, no, because he really had mad love for me. Yeah, like, we really yeah, loved yeah. each like, other. I'm sure if he wouldn't, if he wouldn't have gotten killed, that would have came full circle. Full circle, for would've... sure. For sure, yeah. yeah. And, um, so that happened. He passed. I was, I was hurt. 
because I never got a chance to, you know, even just say thank you for giving me that confidence mm-hmm. to go in a studio, you know, to even make me believe that I can do it myself because I didn't. I just wanted to do it ever since I was a little girl. Mm-hmm. I never thought that, you know, I would be cashed out right. here with The Breakfast Club. Hi, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Now, if you just joined us, we were talking about changing a flat tire. I flew into uh, JFK the other day, and I got a flat tire. I, as soon as I landed, it was flat. I don't I don't know necessarily know how to fix a flat. I never fixed a flat. I know the concept of it. I Envy just, don't know how to change a goddamn just, tire. That's all it boils down to. Well, let and me then, look it up on YouTube for And you. then I'm in Queens. So in Queens, there's a fix-a-flat place in every corner damn there. Poppy fixed it, charged me $7. It took him five minutes. I kept it moving. I even sent y'all a picture of me fixing Listen, my flat. I'll be but f- nobody in this room will change a tire. I have to say that. It depends. You know what I'm saying? If I, if I don't have no choice, like you might call AAA and AAA might not get there for another 30, 45 minutes. If it takes me 15 minutes to change the tire, we got to span it back. We out, okay? Now, I'm going to tell you something. My father, you know, uh, didn't teach me a lot when it came to, like, handiwork stuff. You know, he was a he was a construction guy. He had his own construction company, you know, when he wasn't battling his drugs and alcohol and all that other all stuff. Oh, right. But, you know, um, he had a construction company, but he I didn't, he didn't teach me how to do too much handy stuff, but he definitely taught me how to change a goddamn tire. I mean, even yesterday, but yesterday I, was, I had one of the old school cars out. It started overheating. I didn't even know what to do. I didn't even know where to put the water. I had to call my friend, shout to No Limit, out in No Limit Auto Body. They had to tell me where to put the water in. I had no clue. I just don't know. I I'm not, listen, I'm not mad at that. Know. But changing a tire, every man should be able to change a tire. Every woman should be able to change a tire. Every man you know should have AAA. And, and, and know where Poppy is that can fix we, your tire. I didn't have AAA growing up. AAA costs money. AAA costs how much a month? You know you could use somebody uh, else's AAA time, growing yeah, you up, use somebody which else's I used AAA. to do. Yeah, I used you to use, use somebody else's AAA. AAA. Why are you yeah, acting like y'all grew up with cell phones? So mm-hmm. if you had a flat tire, you could call somebody. You could go right to the payphone. <laughs> yeah, you have to walk to the payphone. No problem. In New York, there's a payphone in every And that's corner. my point. Every, the world ain't New York. When will y'all realize that? Okay, I grew up in a place that is a more of a reflection of America than New York City, and it's called Monk's Corner, South Carolina, all right? Well, Majority of the world is those rural areas, all right? Mm. You get a flat tire in the middle of nowhere, you got to change that tire right then and there. You should have moved to New York then. No, for what? He did. <laughs> you be delusional like y'all and not know how to change tires? Let's, let's go to the full line. We have Emily on the line. Emily, good morning. Hi. Hey, Emily, you know how to change a flat tire? Yeah, I've known since I was 15 years old, Emily. It's sad that you don't know. Where you from, Emily? I'm from the Bronx. Oh, you from the Bronx and know how to change a flat There's tire. There's a fix a flat place on every corner in the Bronx. Nah, nah, nah. I grew up with boys. I've known since I was 15 years old because my brothers taught me. It's, a, it's essential, especially in the Bronx. You grew up in boys? With boys. With boys. Oh, with boys. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah, okay. Yeah, with boys. <laughs> so oh. I was raised by men. So I, told, I was taught how to drive a car. And how to change the tire, how to do my oil change, how to change my You know how to change the oil? Yeah. What you doing Friday? <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, I definitely know how to change the oil. <laughs> Who you That's a Friday? skill. I don't. My, my, my wife does, though. Yeah. Really? My wife knows how to change the oil. My dad told me how to do that also. <laughs> my dad's a mechanic, too. That's the crazy part. Hello, who's this? What's a mechanic, I should say? What's going on? It's Marvin. Marvin, what's up, man? You know how to change the tire, bro? Yes, sir. Thank you. Envy, come on, man. It's 2019. You got all these cars. You a car guy. All it got, all you, all it takes is a couple of clicks on YouTube, man. You can change the tire yourself. You could have saved yourself seven bucks. Where you from, bro? 
I'm from Brooklyn, but I live in South Florida. This right is now. crazy. All of these New Yorkers know how to change tires. I don't tires. know why you think we wouldn't know how to change a tire because we're from New York. I I, I uh, know because of envy that's saying that there's a That's one person. I said I know how. No, you didn't. You Marvin did not say did. you know how yesterday. Marvin, you said, I just updated. I said my dad. You said your dad. You said your dad had a thing in the car. No, I said he taught me how. And Marvin, I know by the how. time you look it up on YouTube, you could have found Poppy in Brooklyn. Now tell no lie. In Brooklyn, there was a fix a flat place damn near five blocks away. All right, I, that may be so, but See? at the same time, if you if you're on the spot and you not anywhere where there there is a fix a flat place, you know, all you got is yourself. You want to waste a triple A for that's right. Or you want to get down and dirty and do it yourself. My, that's right, my brother. As I told y'all yesterday, most people know how to change. A flat tire. Well, 70% of people, according to this poll. And that's most, yeah. You know, 30% don't. <laughs> and I ain't gonna front. I usually got some nice J's on. And I ain't gonna mess up my J's for no tire, bro. Man, right? shut up, man. You grew up rich or something? Nope, but still. Knock it I, off. If I paid for them J's, I ain't messing up them J's. How many sneakers you messed up fixing, fixing flats? I have no idea because when you're in the middle of nowhere and your tire is flat, you want to fix your tire. You ain't worried about your goddamn sneakers. And if you know my dad, you know he does not want to pay $7 to change the tire. He'll do it himself. My dad will take the hose out and wash the car himself. He will do everything himself unless it's an absolute emergency. I can't believe you're surprised by this. The min minority the minority does not know how to change a flat tire. Kiana. Yes. Good morning. Hey. Good morning, guys. Hey. Hey. So I feel like I don't mind. I don't think it's a deal breaker if my guy knows how to change tire or anything like that. I definitely know how. But I'm going to be really upset if I'm in the car and we get a flat and my guy doesn't know how to change it and I'm outside changing the tire. Really <laughs> <laughs> Y'all wouldn't call AAA? <gasps> that would be kind of crazy. AAA, but I mean, that's a whole entire weight. Like, I can get it done. That's just, how do you feel? Like, I can just You can get it done in 15 minutes. Where you calling from? I'm calling from Jersey. Jersey? You should not have changed a flat tire in Jersey because you'd be on them highways. Work. Kiana, what you no, doing work? Friday? I, I might need you to do some service on my cars. <laughs> I'm going to pay you. I'm going to charge you a whole lot. All right, Biden. All right. Poppy charged me $7. Diana, good morning. Good morning, MBR. Good morning. Do you know how to change a tire? No, I'm from Queens, and the flat places are like on every corner. I see. And, no. Never changed a tire. It never will. Now I'm married, and that's what I got a husband for. Well, see, I, I got kids now. That's what I got kids for. But there's a fix and flat place in every damn near every corner in Queens. So bro, you, you got one go person to agree with you, bro. I, and I'm riding with this one like, person. What's your name? This is, this is ridiculous. Diana. Hey, Diana, what you doing next next week Saturday? What, what, what y'all gonna go oh. learn how to fix a flat together? <laughs> Would oh. you gonna come to my car show? You gonna fix flats together in my car show, Kiana? <laughs> we, we can do it together. We can do it together. All right, there you go. I got you. See, I don't know what y'all talking about. See, she didn't know how to fix a flat. Bro, that's one person out of 15 phone calls, okay? The poll Angela Yee posted up said 71% of all people, as I told y'all yesterday, most people in America know how to change a flat tire. But well, who put okay. up that poll? Bobby Brown's sister? How we know that poll is accurate? <laughs> Angelique posted it up. Yeah, I posted it. It's What's the moral of the story, guys? 1,700 people. The moral of the story China. is uh, tires should be made out of whatever vagina walls are made out of. If tires, <laughs> were made out, if tires were made out of the same material as vagina walls, we would never need new tires. And you would never get a flat. My goodness. Keep it locked. We have more coming up next. It's The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in now the building. Now, you say we got a special guest in the building every day. That's right. Today, we really do got a special guest. That's right. <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson is hey, here. Uh, the good legend, morning, the good icon. Morning, good morning. Welcome. Good morning. Good morning, my good brother. Morning. Good morning. Do you like getting up this early, first and foremost? Uh, I'm up this early every day. Okay. Actually, if I'm... Working, I'm definitely up because I'm headed to set by 536. But if I'm at home, I'm headed to the golf course at 6 o'clock. 
Oh, so that's just part of your routine. Get up, go golf. Man, that's a good life. And you never get tired. <laughs> not a good of it. life. I just, I just try to make sure I'm staying in a routine that's going to work for me. Yeah. So I'm not shocked when it's time to go to work and they want me to get up and pay me to go to work at that time. What's the longest break you've ever taken in between working? I guess when I was on Broadway, mm-hmm. but I, but I was still working. Yeah, you that's work mm-hmm. still. <laughs> yeah, but I wasn't getting up in the morning. I was just going to do the show. Because even like this year, you have a lot of movies coming out, but in between filming, like, have you ever said, you know what, I'm gonna take a. Well, I usually take a month off every year, though. I take a month off and really go on vacation purposely. Mm-hmm. That's not that long, though. <laughs> a purposeful still. vacation. Yeah, you got to tell us your routine, man, because I look at you and I say to myself, I got something to look forward to at 70, because you look mother good, man. Thank you. What do you do to stay so youthful? Um, I have no idea. I mean, I try to stay stress-free. Okay. okay. That helps, you know. <laughs> what about vegan? You, you eat meat? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was theory. a vegan for a minute. You know, I was a vegan for about mm, seven months. And you started getting sick? No, I didn't. Okay. I lost so much weight, I almost lost a job. And they said, well, if you don't gain 15, 20 pounds, we're going to have to recast. So mm-hmm. I went straight to Shake Shack and got my life back together. <laughs> got your life back together. <laughs> so what? what else do you do? It, it got to be more than just... I do Pilates mm-hmm. and I play golf. That's, That's it. it. How do you stay stress-free, though? I'm making enough money that I don't have to worry about what's going on. You know, I mean, but, folks say money won't solve all the problems, yeah. but it solves enough of them that I don't have to think about them. Mm-hmm. But you didn't come from money, though. Like, no, I didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was looking at you. You were born 20 years before the Civil Rights Act in 1964. Mm-hmm. So how, 48. Yeah. yeah. So how different did the world look then as opposed to now? I grew up during, you know, uh, during American apartheid. I mm. lived in Chattanooga, Tennessee. They had signs, mm. you know. I, I knew where I could go, where I couldn't go. Mm-hmm. What I should do, what I shouldn't do, you know, all those things. And you kind of look at life and go, okay. And then when I hear him say it now, you know, make America great again, I go, what are they talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I remember means. what they thought making America great again means. How did that not harden your heart, though? Like growing up in that era and seeing how white people used to, used to treat us? Well, a loving community mm-hmm. and, and, and people who make you understand that, you know, you're, you are great people and there's, there's a reason that they do this to you. Mm. You know, that, that that they try to keep you back because you are the richness of what the world is. Mm. You know, that you offer something that they don't have and they know they can't have it, but they want to control it. So, you know, you listen to those people. You have the right teachers. My my whole school life was black. I didn't have white teachers until I got to Morehouse. Mm-hmm. Wow. I college. <laughs> so I had teachers that taught my mom and her brothers and sisters so they knew what the expectation was in my house. They knew that people expected me to go to college, so they pushed me. What kept you focused? Because your career really got started when you got a, a, a lot older. What kept you focused during all that time to be like, I know this is for me? Well, I loved the theater and I loved acting. Mm-hmm. And when you're in a rich environment of creative people that share the same goals, everybody was trying to get somewhere. or well, Everybody had a different idea about how it was going to happen. And there was enough going on or enough people moving. It's like we're doing a play and all of a sudden Denzel is like... Psh- he plucked out and he's right. gone. She's like, okay, so Denzel's got their TV show and now he's doing movies. Okay, boom. Then mm-hmm. he's doing another play and Morgan gets plucked out. Boom, he's gone. He's doing Street Smart and he starts doing all this other stuff. Alfred's gone. Wesley's gone. Fish is gone. So you know you're in the right place. Right. It's just a matter of when your time is coming and not being envious or jealous about it. And sometimes, like me, finding out that I was in my own way. So once I got clean, everything kind of changed. So there's a very uh, distinct correlation of me changing my life 
and being focused and clear about what I needed to do and my success. So when people say, well, you know, you uh, go to rehab and you do this, you do that, I was a week out of rehab when I started doing Jungle Fever. Hmm. So I didn't really need makeup. I was still, <laughs> <laughs> still detoxing. <laughs> you type- that's not like you were yeah. typecasting. No, no. So by the time I got there, I mean, I, I walked on set and I went to the craft service table and the Fruit of Islam was the security. Mm-hmm. They were like, makeup, get away from the table. Because they thought I was just some crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Spike Man's going, no, 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 man. He's this in the movie. Sam, he's in the movie. <laughs> but the correlation between my career changing and me getting straight is very clear. Mm-hmm. So when people talk about relapse and this, that, and the others, that is, that, is, that is part of your recovery. It's not. You know, it's understanding that I never did one or nothing. So as long as I understand that and I get up every day and I realize today is another day I got to stay clean, I can still deal with it. What was your drug of choice? Was it crack? Yeah. Yeah, that was my drug of choice. Alcohol was my drug of choice. The drug of choice was the drug that was in front of me. <laughs> so how hard was it was to kick all those habits? It was just what it was. It was yeah. that time. I was tired. And they said your wife was so like strong with like, nah, you gotta go get fit. You gotta go get help right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That was. I mean, I mean, the day they found me passed out on the kitchen floor. Next day, I was in rehab. Did you have that level of self awareness to know, man, I gotta change my 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 lifestyle in order to change my life? Or was this just something that they made you do? Well, she called my best friend from high school who was a drug counselor, and he found a bed for me in upstate New York. So I went straight in there. I didn't go in kicking and screaming. I went in. I was tired. Mm-hmm. And uh, I listened to what they were saying around me, you know, and and you go through it all, and you do it, and then um, the the job came up, Jungle Fever, and, you know, the drug counselors were like, well, you shouldn't do that job. Like, you shouldn't be playing a crack addict. All your triggers are going to be there, you know, pipes and lighters, and da 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 I'm like, and if for no other reason... If I never see you, motherfucker, <laughs> yeah. you know. So that was that was motivation enough. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I had to stand up in front of my, I mean, then like eight, nine year old daughter and say, you know, hi, my name's Sam. I'm an addict. Mm. That's hard. Yeah. Did yeah. she even know what that was? Not really, but yeah. she knew that when I left, I went off to do something better. Mm-hmm. When they found me laying on the floor, I wasn't well. Right. Mm. So that was that. So by the time I came back. And I started hanging around with her and looking at her, her clear eyes and mm-hmm. listening to her voice and her vision of, of what she wanted to do and daddy do this with me, do that with me. You know, it makes you look at things a lot different. Damn right. You know. Were you a crackhead, crackhead, or a functioning crackhead? I was functioning. I was, I was going to work every night. Yeah, I, yeah, I was yeah. still doing plays. Wow. I was working. So you know, most, most, most of my friends wondered, why'd she lock you up? Wasn't nothing wrong with you. I was like, <laughs> you were still working. <laughs> yeah, I was still going to work, and you know, I, I wasn't stealing from the house. Yeah. I wasn't. I, I was. I didn't sell the TV and nothing else. You know, I, I was making money. That's fine. All right, we got more with Samuel L. Jackson. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in now the building. Now you say we got a special guest in the building every day. That's right. Today we really do got a special guest. That's right. <laughs> Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Samuel L. Jackson. You know, you talked earlier about you know having money and, and being successful. You still do five to six movies a year. Yeah. What, what energizes you and give you that motivation to still want to do it so much? I guess it's like ball players. It always bothers me to hear that you know. Well, you know they are they are tired because they played three games this week. It's like I used to play basketball every day mm-hmm. outdoors on the country. Yeah, I can't mm-hmm. stand it when it's hot. Mm-hmm. And theater and working in movies is like that to me. It's like theater was hard. I had to get up 
go to rehearsal, go do something every night from mm-hmm. beginning to end. Mm-hmm. Three hours of a play from live, beginning to no end, mistakes. live in right. front of people. Movies, I get up, I go to work. A long day is three pages. <laughs> and yes, yeah, a 12 hour day, but if I boiled it down to how much work did I do that day, I might have worked an hour and a half mm-hmm. of those 12 hours. Most of the rest of the time, I'm in my trailer asleep, watching Judge Judy, eating sandwiches, <laughs> yeah. doing nothing. So yeah, I go to that job. You go to that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it pays way better than the job I used to have. Gotcha. So yeah, I go to it. Plus, I love it. I love the idea of being able to go somewhere. Do something else, be somebody else, generally in a place that I normally wouldn't have gone. Like I just finished doing a movie in Croatia. So you get to explore that when you're not working. And being a storyteller and an artist is one of those things. It's a blessing. Uh, There are only so many acting opportunities in a lifetime. And I want to take all the ones that come before me that I want to do, you know, as often as I get a chance to do them. How serious do you take being the highest grossing actor of all time? Because they say $7.4 billion ain't your money. That's what I want to know. Like, do you get a dubious honor? Is it? great. Well, I mean, it, it means that I've been on a bunch of movies that people like that were popular. And I like doing popcorn movies. And I like doing movies that I want to go see. I like movies full of gun violence. I like violent movies. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I like. I like scary movies. I like horror movies. I like action movies. So I'll make them. I'll make a serious movie from time to time because I want to help the the writer, director, or there's somebody in it that I want to work with. But I'm not necessarily looking for, you know, no award-winning Da, da, da. I'm I'm just looking to go to work and have some fun. You know, How much so. has Hollywood changed from when you first started to where we are now? Because we always hear about uh, the different ebbs and flows and difficulty for people getting work and just inclusivity and all of those conversations that we're very focused on. Well, it's changed drastically just because of the number of platforms you have to work, first of all. Um, you know, when I got there... Everything I read had Denzel's fishes or Forrest Whitaker's fingerprints on it. Mm-hmm. You know, see, they either turned it down or they were thinking about it and didn't think about it fast enough. And I was like, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> so I did it. Um, so but, you was always the fourth person on the call sheet? <laughs> I could have been yeah. at that time, you know, and that's how it worked. I didn't care. Mm-hmm. I was going to work. But over the years, because of, like I said, the number of platforms, there's so many jobs now. Consequently, it still comes down to a lot of times that same thing that, you know, I used to bitch about it because I spent my time going to acting school. There are a lot of people who still do go to Juilliard and Yale and all these other people. But a lot of YouTube stars getting jobs yeah. now, you know. Uh, still people from the music industry just decide the next day and say, F- it, I'm an actor. And somebody give them a chance to do it. Sometimes they turn out to be okay, sometimes not so much. But... There's room now for everyone to work. Who surprised you by being really great on set that might have come from the world of Instagram or YouTube? And you were like, oh, they were actually really good. Um, I watched Meth develop over the years. Mm-hmm. Method Man. Yeah. How was Buster when you, when you worked with Buster? Buster was, Buster was fine, you know, and Buster was great as what Buster was there to be. But Buster was still, Buster. you know, a <laughs> person from the music industry <laughs> who you go, what, we had 630 call. Wants to be there by eight. Lord, <laughs> you know. I know that got to drive you crazy. That ain't gonna drive me crazy. We just do something else. What, was, what what role did you pass up and be like, damn, I shouldn't have passed up that role? None. If there's any, none. None. No, I mean, I've I read films that I didn't do that people did, and you know, I feel like you know, I feel like I was in the Matrix because I dodged a bullet. Oh, that was a bad. <laughs> but, you know, and then there are films that I passed up that were successful. That I'm glad they were successful because. 
I would have done it differently, but I wouldn't uh, I don't think I would have had fun doing it. I always firmly believe that you only do the things that are for you. Right. What's your heart? I read that you almost lost your role in Pulp Fiction to another actor. Yeah. How how you think that would have changed the trajectory of your career if that would have happened? None, because I'd already won this award at the Cannes Film Festival for Jungle Fever, mm-hmm. and um, I was getting the call at that time, so I did a couple of jobs after that, you know, that were between that and Pulp Fiction and what happened in there. Who's the other actor in that movie? He's in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's in the movie. Yeah, he's actually in it. Was it a brother? He could be called a brother. He's brown. <laughs> he's brown. So both y'all ended up with the roles. It was still well, good. both of us ended up in the movie. In the movie. He had yeah, a smaller yeah. part in the movie. Now, you you got kicked out of Morehouse? For a minute. Well, now, why'd you get thrown out of Morehouse? And then how did they get you back in? How did they allow you to get back in? thrown out. God damn. Well, he said he got thrown out. Well, basically, well, we, we we locked the board of trustees in a building. Oh, I heard you about that. Somebody. You kidnapped the people. Well, we didn't kidnap them. They were right there. They just didn't want to talk to us. The board of trustees, we asked <laughs> to talk to them, and they said we don't have time. So we took the chains off the walkway and went down the street to the hardware store and bought a padlock and went inside and chained the door shut and said, talk to us now. What were y'all trying to talk about that was so important? <laughs> no black studies, no student involvement on the trustee board, no community involvement, and we were sitting right in the middle of some projects, you know. So that was lots of different things. Right. Uh, real the, really? the, the actual black members of the board didn't even have a real vote. Wow. So we were trying to get things changed, and, you know, and they said fine. And we did it, and then, you know, they did the whole bull****. Yeah. No, we're, well, we we get it, and you guys will give you amnesty. Bonus. So when everybody left and the school was out, they called a specific group of us back and summarily kicked us out of school wow. while it was happening. And, then, you know, in the middle of the next year or so, my mom threatened to sue him. So like, okay, you can come back. Yeah, let you back in. Now, you, uh, you worked with John Singleton on the first Shaft film, mm-hmm. right? How, how did the, him passing, you know, change? How did it change well, the, the significance of the film? His first film. Not at all. The it film was, was done. It was done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Film was finished, wrapped yeah. in, in the can. Tim was off doing something else. Tim, he, and, he and Tim were good friends. Uh, actually, John and I were about to do a film this fall. Wow. You know, so I was I was, I was kind of bummed. Is that was, film still going to happen? I was in Croatia. Yeah, it's going to happen. I just got to find the right director now. You didn't want John on Shaft? You didn't? I didn't have anything to do with that. So do you love Shaft? The movie, the character, the Richard character, <laughs> my character. That was just crazy how you asked you that question yeah, that like that. Right? Yeah. What are we talking about? Yeah, did, how does Shaft make you feel? Because <laughs> whoever wrote what you, those words. I'm trying to get a soundbite. Was it painful to have three Shafts instead of one? <laughs> it's always good. Like I said, more Shaft than you can handle. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good tagline. <laughs> All right, we got more with Samuel L. Jackson. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Samuel L. Jackson. Yee. So let me ask you about Harlem today, right? Because this is Shaft 2019. Mm-hmm. So what kind of role does Harlem today play? Because it is different than what Harlem was like even 20 years ago. Well, if you look at hours, you can't really tell that. Mm-hmm. It's funny, though, because the first day we pulled up to work in Harlem, the first eight people we saw were white. Starbucks cup in their hand. <laughs> Where we at? No, yeah. like, what street is this? <laughs> you know, so it was, it was, it was, it was, it was pretty out there to see that, you know, <laughs> and the uh, change of the, I guess, uh, culture. What about social media and modern technology in this shaft? He's the he's the kid that understands that in a another kind of way uh, that my analog ass doesn't necessarily understand. Mm-hmm. That's that, that that's part of the generational difference. 
that we use in the film to like create human, how he can uh, show me things that I didn't know. <laughs> and, you know, there are some some slightly un-PC jokes in here that he helps fix also. You know, there's a whole joke about this organization called Brothers Watching Brothers. Uh, <laughs> and we keep questioning that's him not like a, That's not like the sequel to Shaft right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. You know, it's like, it's funny how that plays out. Because you know, we shot the, a lot of the movie in Atlanta, so when you say Brothers Watching Brothers, they go, oh, they <laughs> Immediately jump on there. Oh yeah, Lennox Mall. It's like, oh man, that casting call for Shaft in Atlanta got to be funny as hell. I didn't say that, but that got to reflect. That got to translate to real life for you too, though, as far as social media, right? Sure. Like that got to be a culture shock to you in a lot of ways. Sam Jackson or John Shaft? You, in real life, Samuel L. Jackson. I got a gang of followers. Yeah, he's pretty good I on there. I know, but I'm saying when I'm people... I'm not bad with my social media. <laughs> I manage it myself. Okay, right. okay, okay. always amazes people. They always go, well, somebody else is doing this. And, no, it's me. I feel like it has and, to be you. Because I disappear sometimes and, you know, I sh back up. But, but what about when you go to your mentions and they talking crazy to you about something? I'm kidding about that. Yeah, my daughter yeah, told yeah. me a long time ago, don't interact. Yeah, 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 yeah. I read that <laughs> shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anything ever hurt your feelings? I read shit. I block shit. I block motherfuckers. There you go. That's dope. You got blocked by Samuel L. Jackson. Was there anything that ever hurt your feelings? No, my f don't know me. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know, How were you as a dad and a husband? Because you are, you are the cursed king. I was, the, yeah, I'm that guy. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I never talked, baby talked to my daughter. I just mm -hmm. talked to her. I heard her, you know, say f you to her friends when she was little. <laughs> what know? did you say, good girl? And I go, look, you can, you can talk like that to your friends, but you can't talk like that to grown people. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, and she you ask, what did they do? And you're like, yeah, f them. No, I, I can hear them talking. <laughs> I can hear them talking or whatever. Or <laughs> my wife tells this story. We we actually went to a friend of ours' wedding in Detroit, mm -hmm. and this lady was carrying Zoe, and she said, "Baby, you want some of this food?" And Zoe looked, and she was like, "What is that?" <laughs> <laughs> and the lady was like, <laughs> "What?" And then she said, "Who, who baby?" And she said. Mm -mm, mm -mm. <laughs> No, that, no, that <laughs> looks f***ed up. And the lady just put her down. <laughs> it's like, who baby is this? But we never shielded her or talked to her. Plus, she went to the theater with us right? yeah. all the time. When she was small, we had to go to work. So we'd take her to the theater. She'd hang out with the stage manager. She'd go backstage, collect valuables, talk to all the actors, hang out with them. So... She's a cool kid growing she's up. She's a very cool kid growing up. Now she's, you know, she's, she's still a cool kid. She's mm -hmm. got a great job. She's good work ethic. She, um... Produces shows like Top Chef and Top Chef Masters. And oh, dope! She just dope. did. Um, she she did last season's uh, Project Runway. Nice. Mm -hmm. So you've been married, man, thirty eight years, right? How long? Forty this year. Forty. Oh, yeah. congratulations, Thank man! You. Give us give us young, a round of applause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give, give us young men some tips on how to have that kind of longevity in a marriage. Uh, I guess like my wife says, you got to have some amnesia. Uh, <laughs> I heard her say that. I was like, "Yeah, both of you, man, both, yeah. both of you, you got to have a little amnesia from hit it from you know from time to time." And understand that when you're in a bad place, there's a way to work it out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's easy to walk away, but to create a strong relationship, you got to work through things sometimes. And sometimes you just got to say you're sorry when you ain't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and you got to own it. Well, you know, uh, today is National Black Men Don't Cheat Day. National Black Men Don't Cheat Day. We just came up with that, day. man. Black Men oh, Don't Cheat Day. Oh, you made that shit. And there ain't no makeup. It's, we changing the narrative. That's right. Black Men Don't Cheat. 
Just today? No, <laughs> man. We're, we're, Thank we're you. That's what I said. We're celebrating. For one day, y'all not cheating? monogamy. Okay. And for men one day. that are faithful Black men to their cheat. women. We're celebrating. I've been married 18 years. He's been married. Me. Hello. Him. Yes. You. Yeah, you. Yeah. Okay. Has it, has, it, has it been hard to be faithful all these years, especially being in Hollywood? You can't do it, Hollywood. People keep saying that. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, you Everybody know, cheats. It don't yeah, matter if you, yeah, I mean, you work. So the divorce on. rate is the same everywhere. Uh -huh. Yeah, but it ain't just Hollywood. Like Chris Rock said, um, a man is only faithful as his options. Stars get way more options. So do doctors. That's true. So doctors are the number one on yeah, the yeah, list yeah, yeah. of so actually. Do, so do pro tennis players, mm -hmm. golfers, race car drivers. So has it been easy or hard for you to remain faithful? I guess it's easy. I'm an only child, mm -hmm. so I'm very comfortable with myself. Mm -hmm. I like being alone, so I know how to entertain myself. <laughs> that uh, sounds crazy. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like I don't a lot of, <laughs> lot of lotion on deck, which is good. <laughs> That's fine, too. That's fine. But <laughs> once I got sober, it was easier for me to be comfortable with me. I didn't need mm -hmm. to validate my existence with other people or mm -hmm. other things or substances or or praise from people. Understand that if I do this, it's going to be more trouble than it's worth. That's right. You know, so a moment of instant gratification is not, you know, as valid as the relationships that I have or that I have, you know, the history that I've created with somebody that I'm really... There's and that's exactly why black men don't cheat, yeah, goddammit. That's not it. true, but there's probably nowhere... That's exactly why. He's looking at you no, like you're crazy. Will you sell out? <laughs> Who inside you on? He's, I'm just saying. He's reality here. Have you ever Jeez. hated a character you had to play? Because there's characters that you've had to play and we're like, that person is... Like in Django. He doesn't mind Steven playing the villain. Steven from Django. Right. He don't mind playing the villain. You, about? you know, but people definitely... Steven had his fans. Yeah, Uncle Ruckus. <laughs> and uh, A lot of people like Steven. Just because Steven is unapologetically evil. Yeah, they always use that as a meme on social media now. Whenever they want to call somebody a sellout, <laughs> uh, Uncle Tom, you, that, that meme pops up. Did any, any, anybody ever tried you I like that? I don't mind that. Yeah. That character made so many people so mad. Listen. It's acting, though. It's I know, it's, and that's the point of it. Listen, I did stuff in that movie that's not in the movie that really would have like made what? you mad. Mm. Really Hopefully that one of these days Quentin will put it out there. Oh, my God. I can't imagine. He was like, I don't want people to kill you. Because that's, that's another case where I saw the movie. It's like, man, what happened to my scene? It's a little too much. I can't even imagine what he might have done that was worse than what we saw. Really? I mean, I can in my head, but... Yeah. Would you do that role in this political climate? You know, you got all these woke people. Yeah. Yeah. It's a role. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, when people ask about it, I mean, actors, actors should be able to... Yeah. Portray whatever they need to portray. You, you played know? it very well, too well. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, damn it, I can't. I really like him, but I really don't like him today. <laughs> that's, that's, what, that's what a good yeah, actor post is. That is true. Mm -hmm. But you still enjoyed him. I, I mean, did enjoy it. He on. definitely made you that movie. You enjoyed who you that right. on that nag. That you just gonna, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> come on now. <laughs> as soon as you saw him, he's like, oh my God, what is he talking about? In the big house? He gonna sleep in the big house? <laughs> well, we appreciate you, Jordan. I know you gotta go. Coming to America. Are you going to rob Prince Hakeem in this one? Are you in this one? I asked them that because somebody <laughs> was asking me about, you know, coming to America. And I was like, what? Y'all want me back? And I was like, do I own McDowell's now? And <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you just got out of jail and you go rob him again. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, what time you get for Let a robbery? Me, or, <laughs> you know what's happening. Or maybe, maybe he's 
maybe he could be reformed. <laughs> maybe, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was a super predator. That's about right. Super predator, exactly. 94 crime. No, I would like it if he was reformed and he actually had a business now and he, you know, had changed his life around. That's your choice? Yeah. Okay, fine. I'm a positive, <laughs> optimistic person. All right. All right. Well, it's Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> Thank you for coming. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you, man. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Charlemagne, say the gang, donkey of the day. Charlemagne. You are a donkey. <laughs> it's time for donkey of the day. Donkey of the day does not discriminate. I might not have the song of the day, but I got the donkey of the day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, <laughs> hit it with the heat. Yeah, it's the breakfast club, bitches. Who's donkey of the day today? Uh, Well, Ed Sheeran, donkey of the day goes to my Carolina brethren, Cam Coldheart. I was highly entertained by Cam Coldheart this weekend. Not because he did anything particularly entertaining, but because watching him try to convince the internet that he wasn't bothered by the beatdown that he received at the hands of the baby when he was clearly bothered by the beatdown he received at the hands of the baby was highly entertaining. Now, if you haven't heard a quick recap, Cam Coldheart is a rapper from Charlotte who is clearly highly upset that the baby who's also from Charlotte is on and not him. Trust me, I went down a Cam Coldheart rabbit hole this Memorial weekend <laughs> and, and, and for the past couple of years, you, Cam Coldheart, have done nothing but taunt the baby. You have had nothing good to say about the baby. Let's listen to this hate. How the hell do you carry guns with no license? And you a convicted felon? And you popped the in Walmart? And you ain't least catch the convicted felon charge or carrying concealed weapon? Either you the police or you lying. Somebody else put that up and you motherfucking getting the fame off of it. It don't sound like you popped the bro. And it's just me speaking for the people. Come on, man. Anybody that know me or this little know this little not really trying to fight me. This little peewee-ass little boy, I throw you. This all cap trying to promote his album. Now y'all peewee-ass on. He clout chase. Somebody got a clout chase. Why they responding to me? Because I got clout, ass. I got clout. He trying to get clout off me around here. Talking like he tough like that. Making sure he good at home. Because he know I really can make it the way he won't be. You feel me? You won't even be safe to come home or do a show nowhere if I said so. And check the out. Drop the address. Y'all tell the and tell the drop the address wherever right Lord now. I'm on the way. That's on my kids. That's on Charlotte. That's on the Carolinas. I'm on the way right now. Wow. Listen, and that that, Jeesh. that that that's just a snippet. You really were um That's just a into snippet. Yeah, <laughs> that's really just a this. snippet of what he's been doing the past couple of years. I don't even want to picture you at home just looking up all these clips. <laughs> hey man, I'm an old man. I like to see the young boys just act up from afar. <laughs> All right, uh, my brother Cam Coldheart. If nobody else is going to tell you, I'm going to tell you. You look like a grade A hater. Okay, you look like a man who is highly upset the baby is on and not you. Okay, which I think is wild because the Carolinas need to be sticking together. You should be rooting for the baby to win because when he wins, he opens the floodgates for a bunch of new Carolina artists. As you can see, the baby is prospering. Stunner for Vegas is right behind him. I see the young man Rich Dunk moving, Black Zach moving, Tia Kareen, Rennie Rucci. All I'm saying is the baby got people talking, so why not celebrate him instead of hate on him? Because the next person who could benefit from him shining a light on the Carolinas, in particular North Carolina, may be you. Well, Cam Coldheart and the baby ended up in the same Louis Vuitton store this weekend. Uh, mm. Louis Vuitton store in South Park Mall, I believe. And Cam Coldheart decided to taunt the baby, decided to talk reckless to the baby. And, well, it didn't end the way I think he wanted it to because Cam Coldheart got caught with his pants down. Literally. You a bitch. Y'all look at this baby. This baby in here talking some shit. He walking up on me and shit like he about to do something. What you don't do? What you taking your shit off for? Get away. You scare ass. 
So scared, boy. Cold. Yeah, but what? Was excuse me. I'm, I think that was a white lady. Uh, yeah. Can 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 we hear the, the <laughs> aftermath of the altercation? Hotel Cold Heart. I'm the truth. Not the mouth. Me. Dolo. Quit playing with me, boy. Pick your pants up. Pick your pants up. Mm -mm. All right. First of all, kids. This video shows the importance of belts. All right. The fat Cam Coldheart was attempting to buy a belt and then Cam ended up on the ground with his pants around his ankles shows why belts are so important. You really shouldn't leave home without one. Even though Cam got caught with his pants down, he shouldn't have got caught with his pants down because he was aware of the baby's body. All right. You can't act war ready with no belt and your pants hanging around your ankles. All right. I watched Cam try to fight the baby with his phone in one hand and trying to keep his pants up with the other hand. You wasn't even ready for what you was asking for, Cam. Come on now. Well, Cam Coldheart the next day was act was acting like he was unbothered, but when a person keeps telling you over and over how unbothered they are, they are clearly bothered. I'm gonna keep it real though. I ain't they little gonna try. Okay. He did though. Come on, I just split it in fifty k follow. Oh God. This don't make or break me. I'm so much more than some jumping me. You feel me? I'm about to use this follow with some whole other. This won't matter. Lambo truck on the way this year. That's what I'm talking about. Lambo truck on the way. This is envy all day. Don't, don't, this year. Don't, listen, don't encourage this. All right, turn your Abby, goddamn phone off when I'm trying doing? to talk. What are you doing? Lambo, Lambo dealer. Go listen, I, I want you to listen to your Uncle Charlotte, my brother, Cam. <laughs> what's all right? happening? People are laughing at you, not with you. All right, don't let this be your legacy, my guy. I don't care how many new IG followers you got. I don't care how many blogs post you. None of that matters when it comes to who you are as a man. Who cares if you get a new Lambo truck? You just gonna be the guy in the Lambo truck that the baby beat up. And with your luck, the only Lambo truck colors that will be available are black and blue. <laughs> All right? <laughs> Which will be yet another reminder of how the baby beat you. Look, I have no remorse for anyone who trolls someone online the way Cam Colehart was trolling the baby. If you're taunting somebody online like that, talking crazy to someone online like that, you get what you earned, okay? Not what you deserved, what you earned. All right? Cam, you caused this whole situation on yourself because you've been hating on the baby. You clout chasing, and now you got the clout, but not the clout you was looking for. See, words matter, and clout has a couple of definitions. One is influence or power, especially in politics and business. That's the clout everyone is chasing nowadays. They want power, all right? They want influence. But the other definition for clout, and you can look it up if you think I'm lying. A song by Cardi B and Offset. No. I know that song. It's a heavy blow with the hand or a hard object. All right, synonyms for clout include smack, slap, punch, bang. So, yes, you was chasing clout and you got it. You got those heavy blows from the baby's hand. And I don't care if you got jumped. No such thing as a fair one, my brother, because life is not fair. You said you was ready for whatever. That's part of the whatever, Cam. Listen, treat people the way you want to be treated. Talk to people the way you want to be talked to. Respect is earned, not given. Trust me, I've been punched on camera before. Because you can't tell people how to react to what you say about them. And I ran when I got punched on camera. The video is on YouTube right now. It was like six, seven years ago. The reason I ran is because I didn't want to end up like Cam Coldheart, laid out on the ground, bloody, with my pants around my ankles. But I'm saying all that to say, when you put disrespect out there, the disrespect will return to you. So I just want everyone to know that all recklessness that's displayed online, all this talking crazy to people, all this running up on people with cameras because you want clout, let Cam Coldheart be a lesson to us all. You don't deserve what you haven't earned. You get what you give and Cam. You 
earned that beatdown and the viral embarrassment that comes with it. Please let Remy Ma give Cam Coldheart the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw. You stupid motherfucker. Are you dumb? I don't feel sorry for him. We can tell. And once again, <laughs> he is not on. All right? This is not going to translate to any money. It's not going to translate to any deals. It's just going to be a bunch of viral embarrassment and digital depression. Mm. That's it. All right, we got more coming up next. We're The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Checking out the world's most dangerous morning show. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, sir. His album is out right now. Father of four. Yes, sir. Offset. Offset. What's happening? Yes. Welcome, welcome. So, first and foremost, why did you change the name of the album? What was the name before? I thought it was another name of the album before it was I ain't Father. Never Set. put no uh, no name out. Ah. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted I, I did that for my kids, you know. You know what I mean? A lot of people only know about culture, but um, yeah, I just wanted to focus on my kids. I got four kids, and I've been having kids. Like, my oldest son, nine, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's just growing up, maturing. You know what I mean, the music, maturing, 27. I'm maturing, seeing out, going through something. I had a rough year this year, too, so I just wanted to focus on my kids and give out some good content music. That's interesting to hear you say you had a rough year because we we saw you be, be in jail before and all of that. What made the year rough? You know. <laughs> what made the year rough? Breakups, Talk. car accidents. People talking. Car accident. I almost car lost accident. my life on that one. Trying to save somebody else's life, mm. so it was just, 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 just the time to grow up. And I just wanted to show another side of me that people don't really see. It was very personal. A lot of things that you told on this this album, like you talk about your relationship or not having a relationship with your dad. How does yeah. that affect you as far as how you treat your kids? Well, growing up, it affected me a lot. That's why I, I think I was running around doing so much. I ain't really had no uh, uh, father guidance. So without that, and then you got the streets, you just let the streets guide you. Your mama, you now, your mama become the person you hiding from. So Growing yeah, up, your mama was your dad. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it still be a different connection, you know what I mean? I don't really know how the connection would be because I ain't got no fault, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I make sure I reflect it on my kids, but it be hard sometimes with scheduling too because time is everything. Now, how you was know, it doing the photo kids? shoot with all four of them at once? <laughs> I actually had three photo shoots. Mm-hmm. I just posted the, 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 the first rough draft. But we had three yeah, photo I shoots. that, boy, because I got five, and that's the toughest thing <laughs> ever. Making all <laughs> of them smile, all of them look straight. And First then <laughs> you be working so hard, I'm trying to get it done. I'm not even really noticing. It's like 11, now it's 12 o'clock. So then I'm getting frustrated, but I got to keep it in. I'm like, just calm down. We couldn't get it done. It's and too Coach late. is the, the toughest one because she's the youngest, so she hungry, she crying. She Panthers. hungry, she crying. She don't want to sit somewhere else for a little minute. <laughs> she's not trying to sit down, period. It was tough, but we we got out though. You changed your diapers, offset. Yeah, I'm been doing that. Okay, you said I'm big on that. <laughs> I said I've been doing that. Yeah. Been doing that. Oh, I've been doing that. Yeah. I'm big on yeah. that. Like I enjoy so, it. So even with the money and everything, if, if, if they say say the grandma's there, the mama there, you like, nah, I got her. I just, I feel like the moments be special too. Like even changing your child's pamper life, that's a special moment between you and your child. Now I was gonna ask with with the nine year old. <laughs> With so much talking about culture, of course, because with Cardi, did he feel a certain way? Like, damn, they always talk about culture, don't talk about me or talk about my siblings. Nah, he ain't never. Nah, 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 nah. He he's still a kid. I try to keep my kids kids. So that Instagram, I don't really let them rock out on it like that. You know what I mean? He plays sports, but nah, it ain't never. It ain't never been no comparison. They be they be pressing me about seeing her, and you know we got to put her on private planes because people. We we just. We, I try to keep my kids kids. Mm-hmm. I don't want nobody. That's why I never I never moved to L. A. Because mm-hmm. I ain't I don't want cameras all in their face because. One time, my oldest son was like, um, somebody said something to him in school, and he like, my daddy got more money than you. Your daddy. <laughs> I, I beat him, though. I beat him, though. Like, oh, your son said that to another kid. Yeah. Wow. 
And then he he thought he thinking and then he was I was seeing how when he told me and his and the teacher told me how he feeling like it's okay so I had to I had to whoop him for about that and I'm like because I wanted to be daddy regular. was telling the truth though right who was but, the but, daddy but, who was the other daddy <laughs> I, don't, I don't know <laughs> I keep him in, I keep him in, I keep him in public school though so you know what I mean keep him a kid is it hard having more than one baby mama at times but now at this point now nah, you gotta you gotta keep it about the kids mm. it's about the kids yeah this what you need Fridays I'm provide schooling. I'm gonna provide housing. I'm gonna provide transportation, but you provide your lifestyle. Um, but I make sure that everybody, you know, what I mean, everything good for the kids. Cause I want my kids in good housing. I don't want to be. I can't be. Oh, no, this one can't. Everybody has to have some a nice place, a nice school district. Right. Yeah. See, I, got, I like that because if the moms are happy and comfortable, it makes the kids happy and comfortable because they're the ones absolutely. that have to help make sure that the kids are good. So all the baby mamas gotta have a Bentley truck. No. <laughs> <laughs> we all got to just be having good transportation, good area to stay in with a good school district. You know, you were very honest about what, where you were at in your life when you had your kids. You know, you talk about on Lick, about what you had to do in order to provide for your firstborn son, right. which was very difficult. And then you even talk about your daughter and not even knowing for sure if that was your daughter at first. That was like one of the hardest moments in my life, just to be honest, because um. I was just, I was trying to have a kid, but she got to my mom on Facebook, and then when I see her, the, the kid, I know it's me. You know what I mean? But she five months, I don't even notice. I know I seen her one time. I ain't know what state. I know this my daughter. It's my first daughter, mm -hmm. but she's so beautiful. I couldn't do it like that. Mm -hmm. I just try to be the invisible. I couldn't do that. I just had to stand up. What, what was the decision on? to to finally <clears throat> open the world up to culture? Because people were trying to see the pictures for. As soon as y'all had it, what was it like? The, the first decision? time we saw it was exact on the cover of your album. People got so much to say. It's our daughter, you know. First, you, you got to protect her and take the temps to see what's going on first. She still like we still will probably not be just posting her all the time because mm -hmm. it's our kid. You got to keep some private, man. How do you figure out uh, how much is too much to give her, to give her your personal life? I don't feel like it's never too much when you starting to grow and you being a grown man. You know what I mean? Because it's grown men talk about their issues, they face it. You can, and it's okay to say you you messed up. You know what I mean? That's what's good. I think the human part of it, of you admitting the situation with your firstborn daughter and just saying how at first you didn't really want to believe this and how you had to come to accept it. But so many people have been in that position. And maybe it will encourage people to be better about stepping up and handling their responsibilities, no matter what the circumstances were. Just face it like a man. And so when I made that song, I just felt relieved, honestly. Some of my partners ain't even know that. It's just like, it things you, I was just keeping in, but I felt like... This album got to be different because mm -hmm. I'm grown. I'm doing real grown man things. I can't keep talking about these diamonds and these cars. I was trying to put mood music on there because it was going through. That's why I was taking my time, pushing back, taking my time. Because I, I I wanted to be able to control the content because I feel like content music coming back around. Mm -hmm. Now, we see you talk about the lean <coughs> in the album, too, that you used to use lean a lot. Are you done with all the drug use at all? Right now, I'm, I'm, I'm cleaning it up right now. You, ain't gonna, you can't really work for real. It's like you a whole other person no matter what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And then you think you're not, and I'm just starting to learn, like, what is it doing for me? What I'm doing for somebody else's kid when they look at me, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. What I'm doing for my kids when they looking at me, and they see everything. If you got it in the cup, your cup, I know how my kids see My son asked me, like, Dad, what you drinking? I want some juice. Mm. I'm just maturing, bro. I'm going through a little, little, little thing. I'm married now. And Cardi had issues with that, too, right? Did she tell you, like, you got to chill out on that, or you can't come back in the house? Nah, she ain't do it like that, you know what I mean? She just, you know, they jab at you. Stop doing that. I like you with you. And then you notice. Cause you, cause certain things you do, if you don't change it, you lose people around you. Mm -hmm. And you make the poor decisions. 
point of decisions come from that instant decisions because you're not you. And I ain't trying to do that no more. And I, and I did that. All right, we got more with Offset. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Offset is here. His album, Father of Four, is out right now. Charlamagne? One of the reoccurring themes on your album, you talk about... Uh, not wanting to have money just for yourself because that's selfish. You need to leave it for your kids. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So all these lifestyle changes is for that. I'm kicking the door, breaking the house because there wasn't no leftover money from the family, ever. It was never no money. I don't never want to take my kids through that. How my kids going to be doing anything? Like, they're struggling, and I'm like this, and I got all these cars, and I got all this shit, and I got, and I'm a star. Mm-hmm. I be seeing, like, I seen Juice J, Nas. I be, seeing, I be reading and watching, like, man, gotta put this money up, put this money right here, put this money right here. Then me and Cardi got to buy a house in Atlanta. Off your video. Mm. Like, we was just talking, like, we need to start doing this. Cardi hit me one time about investing in Jersey and investing in Atlanta, and that's what I like to see. And the fact when I was talking to you out there, he was like, yeah, I'm on that. You know what I mean? And that's that that wealth that you could say, here, my kids here, this is for y'all. Exactly. You paid off that every month until y'all give it to y'all kids and y'all kids' kids, and that's what it should be about. Yeah, man, I'm on a business. I'm having houses, trying to get these apartment complexes in Atlanta right now. Because I ain't know, like, condos, it's, it's, it's a little, it ain't nothing but a little bins. Two, and where I'm from, in Atlanta, where I'm from, they 200, listen, 230,000, 250,000. All these condos, you paying 3,500 a month. Mm-hmm. The lease in, you can own them. As long as it's under market value, you'll always be good. But if you buy, let's say, a, a complex in Atlanta, let's say it might be a million dollars, that rent roll, you just use that to play. I got a, I got a, a, a complex that just pays my fund. That, that handles my cars, my jewelry, my wife. Sometimes. I ain't got to touch that. That's that condo. Everything else is something different. You know what I mean? And you just do that. And as long as you keep that mind frame, you'll be good. Uh, do anything for clout. Your, your generation likes to focus on everything but talent. So uh, is it hard for you not to get caught up in that? Sometimes, because sometimes I ain't got no business talking. But, you know, it be coming at you. Mm-hmm. Social media come at you like some punches. Mm-hmm. But, um, but that might not be for clout. That's just you responding or reacting. But then people look at it as clout, too, though. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You felt social media was trying to, to, to come at you and ruin your relationship at one time. For sure. And they were going there. We were... We were Charlamagne and I, you and I, we, we, we had your back. For sure. No, you know that, right? Yeah, I know that. Just, I know that. You just hope that things make your relationship. I just want people to be realistic. Like, look, yeah, no, we had your back. We just want I, things I, to I'm make wrong, your relationship you know I mean? stronger. That's I'm wrong. All. Like, I did something that's wrong. But, bro, don't kill me. And me and your guy been like, there. So we know. Allow my folks, allow me and my, my people to, to work this out. Because now it's serious. It's not no game. It's not no, right. you know what I'm saying? But it's also a private situation, and I like for the fact that as a for women, you know, I think that it is important to acknowledge a woman's real feelings and hurt that a woman might have. Sometimes people are like, "Oh, just take them back," but it is a process. It is you proving that you've messed up, that you've changed. No, they weren't to... say that. They weren't saying take them back. They was, but that's how I know she loved me. Mm-hmm. They weren't trying to. Um, no, they, they wanted it to be over. Yeah. yeah, I'm new to being married. I'm twenty. I was twenty six, man. I'm 27, in the prime. After having a number one, after having the best year of my, 2017 was the best year for my career, for my group, everything. You know what I mean? You got to learn, like, it's not no game. It ain't no game. You did what was right, in my opinion. You fought and you fought and you did what you had to do. Yeah, that was down with nobody say. Yeah, People, that was the weird thing. Everybody was giving you flack when you uh, came out on stage with the cake and everything. Yeah, I'm done. I, I don't give a damn. I love my girl. Yeah. I called my wife on air, live. <laughs> Charlamagne gassed me up for that one. But I yes, called her did. live on air. You're a real, you're a real boy, though. It's a real boy. <laughs> it's a real boy. <laughs> right? Live. Live. Hey, hey, baby. I love you. I'm sorry. You know what I mean? I for real. You. Back, but yeah, it got me back to it. It worked for Emmy. Years. For Charlamagne, it was for clout. 
What you mean for Cloud? Great ratings for us. Nah, I wanted. I, you know, he was coming <laughs> yeah, in his sick every day. Thousand. He was coming in his sick every day. I didn't think Evie was going to make it. I didn't know what was wrong. He was about to quit the job. And then I was like, yo, whatever you got going on, you need to let everybody know. And then he said that. And I'm like, oh, that got real. I didn't know you, you know were going to do that. You know that feeling with your wife? Sometimes letting everybody know. Absolutely. Like, bro, you letting yourself know because you got you to be a man, like I said, with the album. Like, you got to step forward and face what it is you got to face. Love is a beautiful thing, bro. And then try to be cool and act like, bro, we get hurt too, bro. And we can say it, bro. It's okay, dog. Mm -hmm. Was there ever a time when you felt like, you know, let me fall back and give her her space? I ain't gonna say nothing on the gram. I ain't gonna come out of her shows. I'm just gonna let her go through it. to say something on the gram. Mm -hmm. I was pressing up. I wasn't giving no space. People say you gotta give space. Well, you ain't giving no. Why, why, give your girl some space. Who? Space to go with. Who? I'm with you. Where you no. Bro, I lose it all. I lose her. I'm, just, I'm telling you early. Like, who? <laughs> As you should. You you. Pull, I'm pulling up, man. As, As you should. If you love something, let it go. If it come back to you, it's yours. So mm -hmm. you did that. It came nah, back. Nah, you don't let it go. Nah, I don't let it go. <laughs> nope. Might don't come back. You keep fighting. Yeah. Might don't come back, man. You For was, real bad. You were scared that you was going to lose a fellow? For sure. Mm -hmm. I heard this girl like this. Yeah. Yeah. Never again. You good now. Everything. Man, is, you got to keep You learned the lesson. man. You got to go through steps and different things so we can grow. So y'all did the marriage counseling and all that? Working through it. That's Gotta dope. work. Gotta keep. Don't stop. I want, I, also, let's talk about you. Just just how you've grown, right? Because you talk about your grandmother on the album and missing her. You talk about your old life for Robin. Did you do some type of therapy or something like the to deal with the the trauma you may have? Yeah, you know what therapy I went through. What? Jail. <laughs> <laughs> for real. For real. Mm -hmm. That was the, that saved my life. A lot of these cats, bro, especially in music, bro, they be like trying to be locked up. Bro, I done had these a judge in my face like. Hey, I see you again. I'm going to give you 10 years. Mm. Key Cephas. Ain't no offset. And I've been, last time I had that last arrest when I was in the States, bro, I did nothing. I was with my security and caught a, a, a charge related to a firearm with being with my security. I sat in jail eight months and was not getting no bond for no reason. So that just made me focus all the way down. Like, hold on. When I get out, bro, I'm never doing this not no more. I'm going to do this, this, this. I'm going to turn myself into a monster with music. Right. And I did that. Even with uh, your, 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 your temper. Because back in the day, it seemed like you would always get into fights. And, like, how did you calm that down? It ain't worth it. I'm going to lose. I yeah, start seeing. Too much I just, to lose. I just start seeing. Like, the odds is like. People want to try to piss you off so they can get a fast. payout. People want to try you, bro. This tight game, it ain't no point of being tough. What you being tough and you rapping for? You making millions, bro. So when you get into little beefs with people, right? Like, like say, Chris Brown or whoever. Do you ever think you would really throw it away for social media? Like I don't even want to talk about that because it's like, bro, I stepped out of my, I apologize to my fans, my fault. I, you know, I'm a, who I am, I ain't even supposed to be replying. I, I ain't even supposed to be replying. It's my fault. Going on shot of shit, you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, I've been through the real. I'm not finna, I've been shot at for real, dog. My partner been killed in the hotel and I was on the news. It's all set for real. R.P. Paris Brown, killed, murdered. I'm holding him, he telling me don't let me die, bro. And he died in the hospital. I've been through real life. So I ain't gonna let nobody. The disrespect is hard and like, like to tolerate it from where my background, I was taught to, to, to adjust disrespect and handle disrespect, but it could go so left here and when mm -hmm. it go left here, ain't nobody gonna do nothing but point. Yeah. And do this, he did this, he did this. Ain't nobody really, these folks ain't been through the real. I get the picture cause I really done bumped my head a thousand times. I got cuts in my head. This ain't no cap, I got 16 more shots. I know what, what, what the streets could do for me, nothing. I've been trying to do stuff so much to change the Google search. When mm. you used to Google search me, yeah. it'll pop up with the bad. Mm -hmm. It's just time for the good judgment. Holler at me. I've got some people that can clean that up for you.
Clean up your Google search. It's clean now. I oh, okay. I did some righteous things. I didn't clean it up. You got to clean yourself up. All right, we got more with Offset in the building. Matter of fact, let's get into a joint right now off his album. This one features Cardi B. It's called Clout. The Breakfast Club. Checking out the world's most dangerous morning show. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Offset is here. His album Father of Four is out right now. Charlemagne, would you ever want to reconcile with your father? Yeah, well, yeah. Come yeah. pull up. <laughs> I ain't got no beef with you. When's the last time you seen him? Since four. Four. Damn. I talked to him when I turned twelve. He called me on my birthday. Like I'm gonna see you. Ooh. I stay up to like six in the morning. You know how that go. Mm-hmm. Never heard back. Then I hear from him about when I turn like. 22 now we on a little bit and then last time i talked to him in 2016 i always been a kid like why he don't like me why he ain't rocking with me mm-hmm. he's tripping i'm rich i'm trying to give him the money every time i talk to him i'm like you want a pay phone man listen man i'm about to send you twenty thousand. where you at i want to i fly jet to you right now i come get you he like son all right i'm a, i ain't i ain't, I ain't. He, he might say something like um i'm on a pay phone so when i get to the house i'm gonna call you and then i never get a call and then i call his mama and she'll tell me she ain't seen him so I think he got something else going on. And I, and, and is he on drugs? I love him. Or you don't, you don't really know? He on drugs for sure. He been shot. He's still in the streets. Like, this recently, like, like shot in the stomach. He had a car crash in the 18-wheeler, broke his hip, got his hip replaced. It's just a lot of, and, and I, I don't know what happened, but I love I love him, though. To keep it real, I took some shots at him on my album so he can reach. What are you doing, bro? Mm. How are you struggling? How is your mama struggling? I don't even know these people, but these my family life. But I know you know I'm everywhere. Pull up. Come come, come talk to me. I ain't mad at you. Mm-hmm. I got something for you, really. That's interesting you ain't mad at him, though. Like, you don't resent him for not being there. I know how I be. You can either let the streets take you away, or you can kick in with your family. Mm-hmm. A lot of folks, the streets take them away from their mama. Mm-hmm. Their grandmama, they everything. So I just been on the other side, too. I've been a father that was locked up, tripping, not really focused on life goals. Not really focusing on taking care of the kids. I'm buying little things, but I'm really being selfish because I don't have nothing myself. Mm-hmm. I know how mamas could be too. Like it's a dirty game too now. The mama could have been playing the dirty, and then it got to a point where he just gave up. Gave up. Mm-hmm. Then say something like, "Why would my son be with you? You and you and you doing all this?" It's just I've been on the other side, so I ain't mad at your pops. How your mom feel about that though? Your mom like, man, don't do nothing for him. He wasn't around. My mama know how the type heart, the type person I am, so she just be respecting it, like, try to keep trying to find her, son. Don't give up on trying to find her. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I didn't last out. She don't know where it's from. It be that. Because right. it's embarrassing not to have you that. You can act tough if you want to. I need to meet my sister that I don't know. I need to meet my, I need to be, I need to make sure my family good. I got to provide, bro. It's real out here. Who, who life did you save in the car crash? You say he was trying to save somebody else's life. He had to swerve to miss somebody. Okay. Yeah. He probably was like a, uh, a fiend, Jay. A fiend. Yeah. Because how you just in the middle of the street? Mm-hmm. When I'm looking, it's raining. I'm go- I'm still going a little. What I should be going? I'm going about fifty on a one way street, and I see you. You look, and then I'm super close to you now. So I'm like, where are you going? And then I go around and how the how the, how the Hellcat is a fishtail, mm-hmm. and I didn't have my traction on. So at first it's black. I couldn't even see what I was hitting, and it was a tree. Bam! And I know I just. And then I remember when I I hit everything, I felt my teeth because my bottom bottom two came out. I felt my two come out. Mm-hmm. I couldn't blink this eye. But the dude came to the window and like, like to see if I was dead and how the door was the door was jammed, so I couldn't get out this out my, out my door, so I just yelled like I'm panicking. I'm like, what you doing? I'm, I'm trying to tell him to open the door. 
He just go, he run off. I just climb out from the other side because the car was squished. So it had jammed the doors. But the mm. other door was good though, because I had hit it kind of on the left side, the left on the side, driver's right. side, instead of this side. So when I crawl out, my jewelry start falling off my neck. Now, I don't know where to do that. I, I start grabbing my. I'm like, <laughs> you worried about that damn jewelry? I'm like, I'm like, I ain't trying to get robbed. I ain't, I'm like, I ain't trying to get robbed. <laughs> I mean, babe, you gotta live. I'm like, I ain't trying to get robbed. I grabbed that. I remember just, I just remember I grabbed it. And then I remember like a dude was running like, yo. He ran down to me, and I couldn't really see. I got so much blood, and just covered. I'm walking, because I was probably half a quarter mile from my house, so I'm walking to the house, and then he just helped me walk up, and he just dipped. Dude helped you and just Like dip. an angel. Come to find out he was walking from work. He walks from work, and he was a single father, too, with two kids. Mm. So I had bought him a car, and what, what blew me, right? Oh, I bought him a little Nissan, right? They telling me on the internet, why did you buy him a Nissan? You should have bought him. He saved your life. You should have bought him a Maybach. Oh, my God. He going to do it to Maybach. It ain't good enough. I ain't had no PR. I ain't had nobody tell me that. I was looking for him at first, but I'm like, man, this just was a walking man walking down the street, bro, at four o'clock in the morning. Then when I went to I went to the hospital, and I was just thinking about that, like, man, who was that? Who was that that just did that? Getting just, I needed that. And he was like, he was like, oh my God, bro, you all set, bro. And he's still, when I got in the house, I was bleeding him out. Like, Y'all take him to the hospital. By the time I looked, he was walking. When we were driving, when we was pulling off, he was walking back to wherever he was walking. To work. To. Wow. And now he's driving the Nissan. That was the crazy experience. Mm -hmm. Never been in a car accident before that. Yeah. I crashed and the door couldn't open. Windshield right here on my face. This is how close it didn't got bent in. And then when the I get to the hospital, they tell me 90% of people die. Mm -hmm. Every time they hit a tree, they coming through the window. And I didn't have no seatbelt on. So those brushes with death between that and your partner yeah. dying in your arms, that that's changed your whole perspective. Whole perspective. What my kids gonna do without me, man? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Is it hard being married? Because I'm sure women are throwing themselves at you. Nah, it ain't hard to be married when you just really focus and be do, do what you gotta do, though. That's right. You know, you, you know you're grown man, so whatever you're doing, I mean, you know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. No, it ain't right. Black men don't cheat, man. Black men don't cheat. Played out. <laughs> Cheating played out. Burned out. check each other, yeah. though, too. Black men, we need to start checking each other. We see some shit like, yo, my, my shit, like, come on. You risking it all. You got to right. start treating it like it's a penitentiary chance. For sure. Because it is. It is, bro. You will lose your feeling. You be right. Man, listen. Your girl walking around with another man, man. Lord have mercy. Mm -hmm. Looking around everybody in the room texting their girl right now. Oh, man. Lord have mercy. Now, I just texted everybody <laughs> before. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. And then it be your fault? Mm -hmm. You punished for life. And it's going to show in your career. And people going to start like, dang, boy, you hurt. But don't, but do people know you hurt? And you hurt for real? <laughs> 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 Trying to look fake happy on the ground. Fake happy, fake happy like you want to. Why? Why you crush? Why? Because I'll crush. I'll crush like this. Crush. Never felt like that. Over there crush. Down. Yeah. I don't want to show. Ask her, I was on the floor over there laying down in between breaks. Now, it seemed like it was hard for you to do that video. Yeah. Even the, the, the audio you used on the album before Don't Lose Me. It seemed like it was hard to do that. And I apologize, you know what I'm saying? Breaking your heart. Breaking our promise. Breaking God's promise. Yeah. And being a, a, a selfish, messed up husband, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying, I'm, I'm trying to be a better person. I want to get this off. Well, what? <laughs> yeah. Cause I'm not an outspoken person like that anyway, like that. Mm -hmm. But I know I gotta step up. I make my wife look crazy. Mm -hmm. So I take the punishment. I take them not liking me, or right. uh, uh, not liking me no more, or doing whatever they, what they be doing. 
I take that. I deserve that. Even in the midst of all that, she'll still tell her fans, y'all do not be mad at my at Offset for anything. I don't need y'all attacking him. Still wifey. There you go. Well, we, love y'all together, <laughs> we love y'all together. Yeah, we love you separately. Them, we love them you three together. words going to be striking fear and for the rest of You know, the first of, time I ever, I, pr- I, I pressed about it was in here. It was when um, Clue was in here. Mm-hmm. Me and you were talking right here. I brought it up. I don't know if you passed it. I'm like, hey, I'm like, hey, Clue, uh, you know, Cardi, just before everything, all that, all that, I'm like, hey, like her, man. Then he had to come to my little, uh, I had a little thing in New York, mm-hmm. a little show, and she just pulled up. Clue always said, Clue can fix it. Only Clue can fix it. Connect the dot, Clue, man. Shout out to Clue. Clue the plug. Connect the dot, Clue. Yes. Clue fixed the Fab and Ray J situation. Only Clue can fix it. Only Clue can fix it. People don't even know I was working to get her, too. We had a little all-girl dinner, like, called a bad and bougie dinner. And we just invited women. And I invited her on purpose. I like, when I get in front of her, it's over with. So you knew. <laughs> you knew from the first time you seen her, like, that's going to be... I like her when she had cricket teeth. So you paid for them? No, she paid for them. <laughs> 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 well, congrats on the new that's album, right. Father of Four. Yeah, and he gonna, Father of Four out right four. now. And thank you for stopping through, He's going to have girls scan the shit out of us for the rest of the year with that Don't Lose Me. You be out too late and get that Don't Lose Me text. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Three words, Don't, don't Lose Me. me. <laughs> All right. Well, it's the Breakfast Club. It's offset. offset. The world's most dangerous morning show. It's dangerous. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, Charlemagne, uh, you got a positive note for the people? Always remember, we can't solve problems by using the same kind of thinking we used when we created them. Breakfast Club, bitches. We all finished or y'all done?